This podcast is brought to you by journalism.co.uk. We bring you the latest jobs in the media and communications industry. Our job of the week is a social news gathering journalist position at the European Broadcasting Union. To apply for this opportunity and more, visit our jobs board on www.journalism.co.uk forward slash jobs. Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. Each week, we bring you the most interesting conversations from around the media industry. And today, we're talking about how small publishers and local news organisations can make use of the device we all have in our back pockets, a mobile phone. It doesn't matter if you're a local news website or a community radio station, mobile journalism can be a valuable asset when out in the field, shooting vox pops, grabbing quotes, capturing footage and of course also giving you creative license for more innovative forms of storytelling. We'll be unpacking more of those benefits later on, as well as a few limitations and how to overcome them by speaking to Caroline Scott, videographer and mobile journalism trainer. Now, some of our older listeners might recognise her voice as she spent quite a bit of time on my side of the microphone at journalism.co.uk. It's great to have you back on the podcast, Caroline. What have you been up to since we parted ways? I'm uh, doing a lot of mobile journalism training now. So in the UK and around Europe, it's great fun. And I'm also doing a lot of videography work for different companies, brands, journalism projects, new different newsrooms. So yeah, it's very exciting. It's great to see you again. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the benefits and challenges of using mobile journalism in uh, local newsrooms and for small publishers. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of formats, um, online, radio, TV, print. Uh, but to kind of kick things off, what do we mean by mobile journalism and how is this relevant to local news publishers, Caroline? So when we say mobile journalism, this is about smartphone content creation. So it's not just about journalists, but it's a way for us to produce more content on the TV production studios in our pocket. So that's our mobile phones. You know, everyone's got one of these. So when we say mobile journalism, we mean the ability to create more content for more platforms, faster, quicker, cheaper. Love it. I'd like to look at a few specific examples of where mobile journalism can kind of slot into the um, everyday tasks that a local journalist are likely to sort of come in contact with. The, the one that comes to mind is kind of breaking news and stories that happen on their local patch. Say if you were a local news reporter, Caroline, uh, you might be expected to go and grab quotes from a scene, grab pictures on a breaking news scene. What would be your, your approach to that reporting scenario with your mobile phone? Well, I think it's really important that before you start using your mobile phone to shoot coverage, whether it be for online or for television, for radio, you know, for social media, that you have a workflow in place. So, for example, every time I film with my mobile phone, I know what apps to use. I know how to use the microphone, the tripod that I've brought out on the scene with me, right? So if a breaking news scenario was to happen in front of me, I know exactly the app I'm going to use to film. I know exactly how I'm going to edit that. I know exactly how I'm going to upload that and send it back to the newsroom or wherever I'm producing this content for, right? So it's about that speed of getting the content that's happening in front of you. If there's a breaking news scenario in front of you and you're messing around with 50 different apps on your phone, it's not going to be breaking news by the time you start shooting, is it? So it's very, very important when people get started with mobile journalism. And, you know, we say mobile journalism. It's journalism, right? It's Journalism is journalism. It's storytelling. You know, we're all storytellers here. For myself, if you were asking me what I would do, would be to whip out my phone, plug my microphone in, have it in a, a handheld stabiliser, open up Filmic Pro and start shooting. We will be coming on to sort of specific apps and equipments later on in the in this discussion for sure. Uh, but that's quite a good example of how uh, local news journalists can kind of respond to that situation with uh, their mobile phone. 
Another one that they might be expected to do are sort of pieces to cameras and sort of video interviews with your mobile phone. How is that possible and maybe easier? A mobile phone is light. I can just run around with my mobile phone. We do it every single day on the train, right? So we already have the technology with us. I can just put my little lapel mic in my pocket and I'm kind of ready to go. So it doesn't matter what I'm filming, you know, a piece to camera, an interview with whoever on the street, or I could do some Vox Pops. It's just about knowing when to use the technology. You know, this is just another supplementary item that we have in our back pockets, you know, and we, we need to know when to use it. And you're only going to do that by actually getting out there and practising. What for you is the main difference between using a mobile phone and sort of standard broadcast equipment for a video interview? It doesn't really matter what I'm filming. It matters about how you use the technology. So if you said to me, Caroline, go and film this riot in the street, I might film it differently on a mobile phone to what I would do with a bigger broadcast camera. So that's how I know whether to what technology to use. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I might choose to shoot a story from another angle if I can get into the crowds and use my phone. Or I might choose to do it differently if I'm using a big broadcast camera. But on the whole, you know, I don't use these big broadcast cameras and I'm, and I'm shooting the same stuff as the bigger camera crews, you know? In the example of your riot, what options does a mobile phone give you? Well, it's small for one, so I can get in amongst the crowd. I don't have people thinking necessarily that I'm covering a story. So I'm not getting people jumping in front of my camera. I'm not getting barged out the way. I'm not getting people shouting or, you know, trying to interrupt interviews because we're all filming on our phones all the time. So, you know, you know, one of the main benefits of this mobile journalism is that it's unobtrusive. We're all used to people taking selfies. We're all used to people filming each other. If I'm a journalist on the street and I'm filming, it just makes for sometimes, and not all the time, but for more natural coverage because you're not getting people jumping in the way or even realising that you're, you're shooting for a news story because we're used to mobile phones now. You don't get people ducking out of the lens as much as you did before. What can go wrong in that example of sort of doing an interview in the street? Well, you don't have access to the electricity for example so if you're not carrying a power bank that can be quite difficult <laughs> you could run out of storage on your phone we do get some instances where your iphone will just freeze and you just think oh what am i going to do now but i mean that's not really happened to me you just live and learn you know as as you go on you learn about these limitations to the phone you, you can't zoom very well it's not great in low light but you know it's as i say a case of knowing what tools to use in which scenario it's pretty versatile then. It's so versatile. Like, I'm shooting much more interesting stuff now with a smaller camera than I did with the bigger cameras. Mm. I remember being on work experience at a local news title, and one of the things they sent me to do was go to a local press conference. Um, imagine you've got a, a huddle of journalists trying to grab sound bites and trying to take pictures. What are your options as a mobile journalist in that crowd? Well, I guess in a in a press conference scenario, you're able to, to do a lot on one device. You see a lot of journalists there with their audio recorders, you know, holding it out in front of them. Taking video will be an, another additional camera on top of that. I don't have to record the sound separately and the video and then sync it. I can take a photo and upload it to social media as soon as it happens. I can go live directly from my phone. So you'd be confident you could beat them to the punch with the story? Yes. <laughs> this is not even a question. <laughs> of course. You know, the, the ability to whip out your phone and report on a story there and then, you know, and people, you might think, well, you know, it needs to be highly edited and all that. 
we can do that on our phones now. You know, the, the technology is insane. And, you know, the more and more people get involved with mobile journalism or just smartphone content creation, the more they will literally have their minds blown at what you can do. Do we need to be careful not to over-rely on mobile phones? And should we have backup options when we're out in the field trying to report in these types of situations? Well, I think it's like wise for any journalist, if you're going out with kit, always to have a backup option. You know, a lot of us have two phones or you might have a small DSLR camera. You know, I remember when I was working here, actually, Jacob, I interviewed quite a few journalists who took their DSLRs out to shoot and their iPhone was a backup or their Android was a backup, right? Now it's the other way around. And now it's the other way around. A lot of the time, you know, there are still so many journalists that aren't involved with mobile journalism. And, you know, whatever works for them. But the times are changing quickly. The technology is moving on fast. So... You know, I would recommend people upskill just so that they can benefit from it. Because, you know, I used to use these bigger cameras all the time and now I don't anymore because I'm not shooting anything that I need a bigger broadcast camera for. You know, some people might be and that's fine. But if you're a journalist out in the field or you're covering a big project that you can do on a mobile phone, then why not give it a go? Let's come on to the subject of money because I know this is something you've got some uh, thoughts on in terms of how affordable mobile phones are for local journalists. How much does cost factor into the benefits that come with embracing mobile journalism as a local news reporter? Well, if I guess if we look at the industry of journalism as a whole, money's not exactly on our side. So if we can utilise cheaper technology like smartphones, we are talking a fraction of the price of a bigger broadcast camera. And the great thing about this is that more of your newsroom personnel can go out there and shoot video obviously we're not all trained videographers we're not all trained sound engineers and things but but why not get more people involved because we've got this technology whereas if you're relying on buying big broadcast cameras or even dslrs there's a lot more funding that needs to be there in order for us to do that does that compromise on quality at all no no jacob no (laughs) i mean phones these days you would not be able to tell something i shot on my phone in 4k and something you know bigger broadcast camera went out there and shot they could shoot in 1080p or whatever once it's on facebook i can put something in high definition on facebook you would not be able to tell as i mentioned before certain limitations we zoom with our feet now that we're a mobile journalist so we walk towards what we're wanting to do close up it's not great in low light so if i was shooting the inside of a concert or inside a hall that was badly lit obviously i would need additional lights for that but we just learn this as we go you know and the limitations of this technology are minuscule in comparison to what it can do everything that you think of that oh well i know it's shot on a phone because the sound's not good okay well we add a microphone there's a variety of lapel microphones that we can add on to our smartphones there's shoot and point microphones um so all the things that you think you know this was clearly shot on a mobile phone because it's shaky or it's badly lit or it's the sound's not great We have, you know, lights, tripods, microphones that we can buy as add-ons. If it is obvious, and here's a question, do you think people prefer to watch mobile footage? I think that in terms of what audiences want, there is an argument for people wanting this kind of run-and-gun, shaky footage um, because it shows authenticity, especially with different newsrooms, especially, you know, for example, audiences on Instagram. They might prefer this whole behind-the-scenes this has not been edited look. However, there are newsrooms that are doing highly produced stuff on Instagram, which 
works very well as well so I think it's down to your audience about what your audience want but of course you know it depends the type of story that you're shooting and the style of your newsroom and how and how you're branding yourself online. One thing we've touched on briefly is workflow talk to me about kind of the the ease of access for a typical mojo workflow in terms of grabbing your video audio or picture editing it and then sort of uploading it on the go what options does mobile journalism give you in a realistic scenario for a local news journalist i think the main problem that people face when they start using their mobile phone to shoot news stories is that they don't have a strategy in place they don't have a workflow so there are hundreds of apps available on the app store you know um that enable you to do different quirky stuff with your phone. Now, on my phone, I do mobile journalism almost every day, every other day. I'm editing something on my phone, right? But I know exactly the film, the app I'm going to use to film. I know the app I'm going to use to edit. I know the apps that do some quirky little bits that I like. And that's it. So I only use about five. So the main the main thing is to know your workflow. And you're only going to get that through experimenting and practising and talking it through with others in your newsroom about what you want your footage to look like. What, what's, a, what's a good example of what that workflow looks like? So for me personally, mm-hmm. so I always use Filmic Pro, which is a filming app which enables you to control the exposure, the focus, the frame rate, you know, all sorts um, within, your, within, your, uh, within your phone itself. So it's essentially trying to improve the native camera on your phone, essentially giving it some of the properties that you'll get within DSLR or a bigger broadcast camera. And then I always use LumaFusion myself. I'm on iPhone, so I can do that. Um, those on Android, I suggest probably going to KineMaster. Or, you know, mobile journalists might be experimenting with Rush if they're subscribers to Adobe. So, yeah, I mean, I always, as I say, I shoot in Filmic Pro, I edit in LumaFusion. If I want to do any additional edits to my content, it depends who I'm editing it for, right? So if I'm editing it for you know, a podcasting company that's behind the scenes at an NFL game, I might then put my footage into the Unfold app and, you know, make some beautiful Instagram stories using Unfold, using the templates on there. And then I'll add GIFs and stickers and text using Instagram. And, you know, what's interesting with the stuff that I edit myself, I add GIFs and text and that within Instagram, within Snapchat. And then I don't even publish it to Snapchat or Instagram half the time. I save it directly to my camera roll. So everyone says, oh, how do you get that bit there? I said, oh, I'll just use Instagram. It's already on my phone. I already have an account. I already post to it every day. So just using these publishing social apps, you know, not just as places to push your content out, but to actually edit your content as well. They have a lot of tools within them. So I know exactly, you know, the way where I'm going to go to get a great text, you know, cartoon or whatever on my footage and you know for when I'm doing more serious pieces I have templates already done within LumaFusion that I drag and drop and I get an Aston bar come across so whatever I'm filming for I know in my head exactly what I'm going to do before I go and do it so if a breaking news scenario happened in front of me or if something happened that was unexpected I could just whip it out as quickly as I can. That's sneaky. Clever though. It's necessity, right? So regardless of mobile journalism, you know, whatever you're going to go and do, thinking about it before you go and do it is vital, right? So something that I teach is social media strategies and people people want to know workflows, right? They, they need to know, you know, not just, oh, okay, there's a great app. Maybe we should use this. Okay, but how are we going to use this? Where are we going to publish? What stories? What type of content are we going to do with this? Who in the newsroom is going to be starting to use this? And um, I think when people get going with it, they find it really exciting. And of course, that also grants you more innovative forms of storytelling as well. What sort of freedom does mobile journalism kind of grant us in terms of storytelling? What are kind of some good examples? 
And um, does that does that really mean conforming to selfie style reporting? Not at all. No, I mean most of the stuff I do with my mobile is actually not selfie style reporting at all you know it's not this kind of quirky fun influencer stuff especially you know if I'm doing it for myself yeah I would do but if I'm doing it for other brands no like a lot of the time people don't want that kind of that kind of footage but the whole influencer style there is this trend of being on camera and that's great and it works with audiences especially younger audiences who want to get to know personalities and characters you know this is why there's such a an influencer lifestyle going on where people want to be influencers and they want to see behind the scenes they want to know what people are eating what people are doing how stories are made you know go behind the scenes of a story you know we see journalists all the time now doing a piece on this is how we made this story you know let's let's show our audiences what goes on behind the scenes so no it doesn't we're not succumbing to selfie style journalism at all we get a lot of journalists who go to courses who think that they're just going to come and learn how to do something quirky with a face filter on snapchat well no it's not that at all not at all you know you're learning how to produce the same content that you're going to do on a bigger broadcast camera and desktop editing software on your phone you know and we need to embrace all of the tools that are available within social media platforms like the face filters like the text like the stickers like the gifs because that's the way that audiences are consuming content online now so you know whether you are producing more traditional highly edited news packages documentaries or whether you want to do this kind of selfie style fun behind the scenes journalism that's maybe um, off the cuff and you're just doing as you go that's fine both of them can be done with a mobile phone it's not a case of and and importantly it gives you the flexibility and the versatility to kind of flip between the two and choose yeah you know we're a one-man band okay so a lot of journalists are now being sent out into the field they have to get as well as their day job they have to get social media content and you no longer have to hire this large crew to come and shoot and edit material for you. So for journalists that don't have that in their job title that are still told to to get footage, it's a great idea for them to get more material and to repurpose it for different platforms and put something out on Facebook and then repurpose that for Twitter and repurpose that for Instagram. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just so much more versatile than opening new projects and these bigger editors. You know, I'm not against Avid and Final Cut Pro and Premiere Pro. Like, I they exactly they're brilliant you know I love having a desktop computer in front of me but the reality is most of the time I'm not sitting in an office in front of a desktop you know I have an hour train journey here and there and I edit my news package in that time which is it's great for me I have more time on my hands you know (laughs) I want to ask you if if someone doesn't know what they're doing with mobile journalism do you agree that it's easy for the for the end product to look quite amateur I think that mobile journalism you know using your smartphone you need to get trained in how to use it properly it's like if I give someone a DSLR camera and just expected them to use it just because they take, you know, family snapshots on it, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't be producing the same quality of footage that they that they do on the camera that they're trained on. So, yes, if you are a trained videographer, obviously you know how to frame a shot, you know how to do a sequence, you know how to tell a story, you know the kind of shots that you're looking for. If obviously you give a journalist in your newsroom who's never done any videography before, never recorded anything for radio, if you go and ask them to do that, it's just like throwing them in at the deep end, in my opinion. You know, people need to be trained on this technology just because we use it to WhatsApp our mum and dad and, you know, send pictures of our dog, you know, on Facebook or whatever. It's another tool that we need to get skilled up on. So whether you do that on training courses or whether you go online and look at the multiple, you know, tips and tools or Facebook groups or, you know, YouTube videos, there's a lot out there that can help people. 
So what separates the amateurs from the pros and what are sort of the common mistakes that people make when they when they try to begin with mobile journalism? Well, if you are a videographer, let's say you're a camera operator and you start using mobile journalism for the first time, I think making sure all the basics are, are there. So you've got you've got a mic. All of the kind of limitations to a mobile phone that you wouldn't get on a bigger broadcast camera, you need to make sure that you address those. So you know, you don't have the shaky footage, you don't um, you skip using a mic, you make sure that you're framing your shots as you would do on a bigger broadcast camera. Um, you know, one of the main problems is that people produce this footage and treat social platforms like their television, and they're not. You know, you have to be quality or cool depending on where you are, you know. We can't treat Facebook or Instagram like we treat audiences of the 10 o'clock news, you know, so we have to think about the type of footage we're producing for these other platforms. And a lot of people use mobile journalism for social content, you see. So if you're getting started, I guess a beginner might might be producing content in the same style as they do, you know, for the maybe long form piece of content they do for broadcast. Um, but yeah, it's just a case of practicing. And at the end of the day, as I say, like it, this is just a tool to put in your toolbox. Mobile phone is not there to replace any of your traditional reporting equipment okay is this is just another tool that you've got in the newsroom and you can you might say oh for this story we're going to do this all on phones but then you know for another story or for another piece of coverage or for a program you might say no no, no we're going to use the broadcast cameras here so you've got to think about the technology that you already have the skill level in your newsroom already because you might have a fantastic group of videographers or you might have no people that are trained on video and you can produce some shockingly bad footage on a mobile phone and some amazing footage on a mobile phone that you would not realize it was shot with you know the device in your back pocket so the skill is in as i said before the creator it's not in the mobile phone itself let me extract one final nugget of wisdom from you caroline uh for the local news journalist listening to this uh, podcast who has maybe never attempted mobile journalism before what can they do besides obviously attending your course at news rewired or, or what is kind of your best advice for making that first step into um, sort of videography and executing it successfully so it looks professional? Well I would say get involved with other people that are doing it so go online there's loads and loads of mobile journalism trainers or journalists online that are creating some fantastic stuff with their mobile phone so go online and see what people are doing because your goal with mobile journalism might be very, very different to, you know, your mates or what other people are doing. So you need to have a look at what's out there and what look at the way that other people have used this technology. Like who? Good examples? Mobile journalism trainers, there's Glenn Mulcahy, um, there's Vitz Fellinger, there's me, Caroline Scott, <laughs> um, there's Corin Podger, Sue Llewellyn, there's a lot of mobile journalism trainers that know the industry, so they know what's going on. And if you look at it, journalists themselves, you know, Yusuf Omar, Samaya Omar, that are hashtag our stories. Um, there's quite a few online that were just, you know, are really creative, like Mike Castellucci, who does the phoning it in pieces. Uh, if you just go on Twitter and type in mobile journalism, people are posting up their work all of the time which you would never have known would be done you know be done on a mobile phone there's a great group on facebook called hashtag mojo fest community where the global mojo community meet and share it's got almost six thousand members and people are posting in tips and tools and asking questions and you know posting inspirational stuff in there and and that's a great place where you can be part of a community so first of all get yourself in the community 
find out what's going on in the industry. And then secondly, the main important thing is to practice, you know, get practical. So, you know, you can read about it all day long. You can listen to me all day long. But I'd say the best way to do is to get out there with your mobile phone and just shoot, Mm. shoot and edit content. You don't even have to publish it anywhere. Or you could just, you know, you could send it to, you know, your family or to your colleague and say, what do you think of this? Have an experiment. There's apps for live streaming, apps for editing, apps for shooting, apps. There's apps for literally any effect, pretty much. Like, there's some quirky stuff out there. you just got to go and find it. And Mark Settle from the BBC Academy, he does some great online lists of where you can kind of look at some quirky stuff. But I think if you want to get started, you need to just get out there with the basics and then build from there. Because we do, I have to say this, I do see people get into this mojo overload type situation where essentially... They get involved, they dive straight into the industry, you know, they want to shoot everything on their phone, edit everything on their phone, and then they realise they have about 50 apps downloaded, they've bought three microphones, they've got a range of tripods and lights, and then they don't know where to start because they've they've just gone in too, too deep. And so I think the best thing to do is to start off light, maybe replace one thing that you're shooting on a broad, bigger broadcast camera with something you do on a phone or get to grips with one app, master that app and then move on. Um, And then you just build from there. So less is more, I think, is my key takeaway there. And it's so great to have you back on the podcast, Caroline. Thanks so much for all of your time and all of your tips and techniques into this interesting mobile journalism space. Thank you. Thanks, of course, to you, our listeners, for tuning in at home or on the commute. If you like what you heard, tune in next week as we bring you podcast coverage from our News Rewired conference, which is happening next week, would you believe? It's come around so fast, but there is just enough time to squeeze you in. There are only a few more spaces left, so be sure to secure your place today. Head to newswire.com for the full agenda and tickets. We've got some great names speaking on topics like building diversity in your newsroom, using AI to cover breaking news, key skills for journalists, and taking the fight to misinformation. Don't miss out. It's going to be great. It's on the 27th of November at Reuters in London. Save the date, and we'll see you there. Last but not least, if you'd like to feature on a future journalism.co.uk podcast, do reach out to one of us on the team on Twitter at Journalism News or email one of us. But that's all from me this week. Until next time.